0: Welcome to the first installment of the Storm Tracker podcast presented by the Student Athlete Advisory Committee. My name is Shane Brancato and I'm joined by my teammate and co-host Kyle Watson. We'll be providing you with scores, news, and interviews from all of our teams here on campus to bring everyone closer to the action. Before we get started, we would just like to introduce ourselves as the hosts. As previously stated, my name is Shane Brancato and I'm a senior goaltender for the men's NCAA hockey team. I'm an exercise science major from Lake Villa, Illinois.
1: And I'm Kyle Watson. I'm a junior forward on the men's NCAA hockey team. I'm a marketing major from Wakefield, England. Shane, tell us what we're talking
0: about today. We will be starting with the weekly roundup. We'll be starting from this present week, including the teams that are currently in season. So we apologize for those sports that have already finished up this fall. but We will try to include some recaps via the interviews for those sports.
1: We're going to start with the women's basketball team. The number 20 ranked trying women's basketball team were victorious in two big conference games this past week to extend their record to five and one and kickstarted their MIAA camp campaign by being two and zero. decisive wins by 17 points on the road against Calvin and by 13 at home to Albion came after a big win against the number 10 ranked Ohio Northern squad by 12 points on the road.
0: So first and foremost, I think to avoid being cliche, uh, Defense wins championships, and they haven't given up more than sixty points in one game this year. So I think that's that's a great trend if they can continue that. I mean, they're going to be they've been perennial contenders the last few years since I've been here. So you know that's a really important part of that game, and you know if they can just keep holding teams at bay, and it's going to be pretty easy, easy to outscore them.
1: And they've shown also that they can score, and they've scored more than sixty points in every game besides that loss where they had fifty nine. Um, they've got depth scoring. They've not needed huge individual performances because everyone's chipping in. They've had people – every game there seems to be somebody putting 12 points from the bench. Sidney Wagner has been an absolute dog so far, averaging 17 points per game to lead the team offensively. So I think they've got a lot of good things going for them. Um, yeah, just a lot of positive things to say. I mean, the trying basketball program as a whole just wins and can't do that without good defense, and they've shown that so far.
0: Yeah, I mean, it sounds like they're off to a great start. I mean, and if you talk to any of the girls um – their hopes are really high. You know, they expect to win. That's their their standard there, so uh, they're they're well on their way. Next up is men's basketball. The number 24-ranked trying men's basketball team maintained their undefeated record as they moved to 6-0 and in a 10-point win over Heidelberg. The win was extenuated by a record 17-rebound performance by Emmanuel Menangelo,
1: also known as Big E,
0: and 22 points by Cortez Garland.
1: Yeah, I mean... Big E's Big E for a reason. Um, you know, 17 rebounds. I'm surprised that's a record and he hasn't got that before. You know, he's he's a big dude. Like, if you if you stand next to him, like, he's he is the Giannis of Division Three college basketball. Like, he's,
0: yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's a, he's a big, lengthy guy. Uh, I apologize if I mispronounce his name. Uh, that goes for everybody. Just pull me aside. <laughs> Let me know. I've tried my best. Uh, but, yeah, you know, he's, he's definitely a force defensively out there you know as we just talked about the women everything starts on defense so you know, if you have a guy just locking down the paint like that it's going to be pretty hard to beat that
1: Then we talk about the women too getting points from everywhere they've got they've had scoring from everywhere they've had three guys averaging over 12 points per game so far with the garland brothers and brent cox so they've had those guys scoring uh cortez garland the transfer um he's been unbelievable so far averaging 18 points per game He's had three 20-plus-point performances and 40.7% from three-point range. That's impressive. That's absurd. Like, yeah, for I mean. Division three basketball, like, there's guys that are in the NBA that aren't averaging that. Like So he's been a great pickup. And then, again, every game they've had three guys putting top 10 points or more. Um, I talked with Coach Miller before the season. He said their depth is everything. They've had 10 guys start games before. So, you know, they're an experienced squad, and we talk about the women just, you know, having people that have been there before expecting to win, and, you know, you can only beat who you put up against in 6-0 and to start the year.
0: That's all you can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that veteran experience is only helping down the road, too, as the games get bigger and bigger.
1: Moving on to the men's hockey. The number 15-ranked Trine men's hockey team were 8-2 and two heading into a conference matchup at home against the Marion Sabres, coming off a loss. On the road in upstate New York to Hamilton College, where the shots were 37 to 18 in favor of the Thunder, they needed a big bounce, big bounce back weekend against a big physical team, and that's what they got. A 4-1 win on Pack the House night was followed by a 6-3 victory on Sunday to improve the Thunder to a program best 10 and two start while being seven and one in
0: conference as they head into the Christmas break. Uh, yeah, I mean it was a great weekend. Uh, First and foremost, I'd like to thank everybody who came out for Pack the House Night. It, it was, was awesome, an awesome experience for us. Uh, it always happens to be against Marion, so I'm sure they just hate coming here. <laughs> um, but it was an electric atmosphere. You know, the guys all really appreciate that. So, special thank you to those who organized that and everybody who came out and supported us. But to get back on topic, um, you know, the things were kind of led by Josh Wright. He had a huge weekend, dog. Once again, you know, he's. Always playing well, but it's nice to see him getting recognized on the score sheet uh, this year. He's yeah, he's, he's so good.
1: Like he's he's the kind of guy that you can throw out there and just know he's not going to make a mistake. He's uber reliable defensively going forward. He's added that to his game a lot recently. You know, scoring. I feel like every goal he's scored this year has been a highlight real goal too. They are yeah. Like he hasn't he hasn't scored like a, a greasy goal that's been taken two deflections from the point. Like he's been, he went end to end a couple weeks ago. And just two this weekend were really nice. Like, he's just, he's been phenomenal. Him alongside Tim Morgan have stepped up big time this year, taking steps forward defensively. And I feel like our defense has been really leading the way. We talk about the basketball teams having defense winning championships. And I feel like it's kind of been the same way with us too.
0: Yeah. I mean, obviously I'm a little biased being a goalie, a proud member of the D block. You know, we've kind of created our own little thing back there. But, you know, we we have a really top to bottom solid decor. Even the guys who aren't out there quite as much, you know, we still trust everybody. And, you know, we like to think that's kind of where a lot of our success gets created from gives the forwards a chance to go down the other end and score because they don't have to worry about our D zone.
1: Yeah. The high fives before the games and periods is also kind of funny. Yeah. I like that. That's, that's good.
0: But yeah, getting back onto it, you know, we've just kind of found
1: ways to win. I feel like we're, we're 10 and two, which is, you know, I feel like we could be 12 and zero. and I think the mood in the camp is we should be 12 and zero, which is crazy to say, cause Ten and two is the best start that trying have ever had in program history. So it's just seeing that is a huge positive and that we could be so much better and we're
0: you know, breaking records for for the program. So I think that's that's a huge positive. Absolutely. Yeah, each year we keep getting better and better. The expectations change. So, you know, I'm glad we're finding ways to win games. Like the second period of, of yesterday was electric. Obviously
1: there wasn't as many people in there with it being a Saturday afternoon game and not the not the pack the house night, but I could only imagine if we did what we did in the second period during the pack the house night. Like we seem to, when we get it going, we're we're going like we scored three goals in in four minutes yesterday, and when we score in clusters, we're a really tough team to to play against.
0: Yeah, certainly nice to head into the Christmas break with a six point sweep. Yeah, up next we have women's hockey. The Trine women's hockey team head north to Balmy Fond du Lac, Wisconsin, to face off against the Marion Sabers this past weekend. Fresh off a shutout victory against the Potsdam Bears, the girls dropped both games in tightly contested affairs by scores of 3-0 and 2-1 in overtime. The first game, they outshot the Sabres 37-24, but couldn't find a way to put one past the Marionette netminder. The second night followed a similar script, with Kalbke stealing the show, making 70 saves on 71 shots on the weekend as Trine fell in the extra frame. They will look to bounce back against a young Hilbert team at home next weekend. I mean, 70 saves on 71 shots. Sometimes you just run into a hot goal and there's nothing you can do. Like that's, yeah. You know. I mean, that's not a ton you can do about that. You know, it's you got to just find a way to get a couple in the net, get to the get to the crease and find a way. But uh, you know, hopefully, the heading into Christmas here, they can kind of get back on track and have a strong start to the second half. So yeah, not a lot of sports going
1: on on campus. Go out there and support the girls on Friday night and Saturday afternoon next weekend and. You know, I'm sure they'll, they'll really appreciate it, and they'll be, they'll be ready to go. Moving on to the track and field squad. The men's and women's track and field teams kicked off their campaign at a meet held at University of Notre Dame on Friday afternoon with the middle-distance competitors in action. In the mile run, Lydia Randolph brought home a third-place finish with a time of 5 minutes and 18 seconds, while Lucas Tutro finished 7th for the men, and Matt, Ho- Matt Hoop set a personal best time, which was good enough for 8th. The highlight of the event, however, was Tyler Hartle Road running the 3,000-meter race with a time of 8 minutes and 40 seconds, which was just a second off the school record. They head to Indiana Tech for the Strive for Greatness meet this Friday, so best of luck to them.
0: Run fast. Just run fast. Run fast, and And it sounds like they are. Um, I I ran track in high school, and every single one of the times you just read would have Absolutely, dusty. You know, I'm not <laughs> gonna pretend like I'm a, any sort of a distance runner, but I think people need to appreciate how fast a 3,000 meter race in 8:40 is. Yeah, you know, I mean, we do we
1: do we do our mile run testing, and I, I did some math before this because you know, math guy. Um, that's 1.9 miles. And like our average time was probably like, what, like a 540, 545. Yeah. It's about, so six. it's times that by two and say you get a little bit tired as it goes on. And he's probably dusting us by like three minutes, four minutes. Oh, easily. Like, yeah, it's and that's absurd. Like, and I'd like to think that we're all pretty good athletes and like can run relatively fast, but just nothing compared to that. So no.
0: Yeah. That's, uh, that's fantastic. sounds like they're off to a good start. Uh, they're putting out a lot of good times. So keep it up, guys. Keep being fast. Uh, stay in shape. <laughs> stay in shape, run fast. Yeah. Love it. Up next, we have men's wrestling. The Trine men's wrestling team came off a third-place performance out of 12 earlier in the month with more strong individual performances this past weekend in Fort Wayne. Philip Burney was the only Thunder wrestler to reach the podium with a third-place finish in the 155 weight class. Other notable performances were... Joseph Langman, who finished sixth in the 133. Isaac Hawkins, finishing eighth at 149. And Mason Custer, also finishing eighth at 197. The team will head to Nashville, Tennessee on December 16th to compete in the Gator Boot Duels. Don't have too much fun. Best city on earth. Yeah, stay away from Broadway, boys. Stay focused. (laughs) Um, You know, sounds like they had a great time down in Fort Wayne. Uh, I hope they were treated with a little bit of Chick-fil-A on the ride home. (laughs) I know that's what I would be asking for. No, I mean, I don't have much
1: experience wrestling besides the fact when two weeks ago my Philadelphia Eagles played against the Kansas City Chiefs and Shano started tripping me about it. And um, we kind of got into a little wrestling match in the locker room there. And I think we were going for maybe 25 seconds
0: and both just were like, no, we need to stop. Like, Yeah, it's exhausting. And I don't think it's any secret that wrestlers are just some bad dudes and ladies.
2: Units. Uh, yeah, right. you want to
0: just... Utmost respect to them. Anybody in a combat sport like that. Dog. Those are, yeah, (laughs) dogs. So, yeah. Keep it up, guys. Sounds like you guys are off to a great start as well. So, have fun down in Nashville. Up next, we have the Athlete Spotlight by SAC. Uh, That's kind of a new thing we've been doing this year, is trying to highlight um, a couple key performers each week. So, the Student Athlete Advisory Committee recognizes three athletes each week for their performances this week there were four athletes that were nominated, so we've touched on him a little bit. So Josh Wright, um, again, just
1: don't need to talk about him too much. I Feel like we've talked about him enough, but dog, like he's just been it's been so good defensively and offensively for us. Um, yeah, so he got recognized by by the by the sack squad, and I think rightfully so. Um, Big E, you know, first first double-double for him in his career, which surprises me because he's so good. Um, he had 12 points and 17 rebounds and a big win for them. And, again, we talked about Tyler Hartle Road, how impressive what he did was. Uh, another huge mention to him um, from the sack squad, you know, understanding how good that is and trying to let people know how good that is. Um, and then Phil Burney finishing third with three pins and one major decision for the men's wrestling squad. Again, that's that's very, very impressive to, to be able to do that.
0: Looking forward, we have women's hockey at home this Friday at 7 p.m. and 2 p.m. on Saturday versus Hilbert. There's a basketball double doubleheader on Saturday with the women's basketball team playing at 1 p.m. against St. Mary's, the men's team playing at 3 p.m. against Stevens Point. Make sure to go out and support them. Should be a fun afternoon at the MTI Center. Then a shout-out to men's and women's track and field teams as they both head the Strive for Greatness Invitational in Fort Wayne on Friday.
1: Yeah, I mean, should be a fun afternoon at the MTI. You know, I'm sure finals are coming up. Everybody's stressed out. You know, have a little break from your study, and you guys all work too hard. Go out there, have some fun, support some great basketball and two great teams that are hopefully going to strive to be in 7-1. and one And mm. and. 8-0 at the end of the, the end Go of the get weekend. out of your
0: dorm, go get some popcorn, some Sour Patch Kids, and watch the Thunder win two games. Emphasis on the Sour Patch Kids. Emphasis on the Sour Patch Kids, for right. sure. Now we and are joined by our first guest of the year. We are joined by senior forward Tyler Murphy of the men's soccer team, who led the team in goals for the past three years, as well as receiving first team all MIAA accolades. Tyler, how are you doing today? Doing great. Glad to be here. There's a tale of two halves kind of season for you guys. Obviously,
1: started winning two out of your first ten games, and went on a five-game heater before losing to India Division One school, which obviously was pretty cool. You guys played them played them close, and then a heartbreak finish with the MIAA tournament against Olivet. Uh, we're gonna start there, so just walk us through walk us through that game and, and how it went from from your perspective.
2: Yeah, definitely. I mean, Olivet always a tough team to play in conference. Um, it's always a fun game, but also very physical. So uh, we knew that going into the game, uh, it was kind of our game plan was don't let it get to our heads, kind of you know play the way we have the whole season and uh, hopefully come out with a win. Yeah, and obviously,
1: two two going into going into extra time and then they get one they get one early and then obviously what happened at the end just just walk us through your perspective your perspective on that and obviously a, just a crazy play to watch from the outside. You know you guys thought that you you'd, you'd had it and forced PKs and then two or three minutes later, like it was a while of deliberation before they came to that decision for no goal. Just, just walk us through your, your, your feelings on the field there.
2: Yeah, definitely. I mean, it, it obviously sucks, you know, nobody wants to lose, but you know, in the last minutes of the game, you know, things get heated. You never really know what's going to happen. Uh, the ball hit the back of the net, and then you know the refs ended up calling it back. So you know, terrible to lose your season that way, but you know that's just how it goes sometimes.
1: And then just just walk through the play, just for the people listening that haven't that haven't seen it, because it was it was one of I'm from England, so I've watched a lot of soccer growing up, and it was one of the craziest things I've seen to to finish a game, especially a playoff game.
2: Yeah, definitely. I mean, there was 15 seconds left. We got fouled at half field. Uh, ended up being 10 seconds at that point. Uh, so we were about 45 yards out. Had a free kick. Uh, Was six seconds left probably, Um, and it was crazy. All twenty-two people just sitting around the box area. Ball came in. Uh, There was a scramble in the box. The goalie fell down. Uh, The ball went in the back of the net, and then uh, they called it a goal at first. We all celebrated. Uh, Crazy experience, and then uh, all of a sudden, there was kind of some commotion on the field. Uh, and the refs ended up talking about it, and then they uh, called back the goal, and then there was only two seconds left at that point, so we ended up losing the game 3-2. to two. Yeah, that's just just
1: heartbreaking stuff. So right before then, though, you played against uh, University of Indiana and lost 2 nothing, which I think is, to play against a Division one school and play them that close, that's got to g- give you a lot of confidence going into that playoff game.
2: Yeah, definitely. I mean, we've been playing Indiana for the past three years. Always a super fun experience. Uh, obviously, Division One team has second most NCAA titles uh, out of all Division One, so always a great time playing them. Um, very, very tough team. Kind of lopsided, lopsided if you say it. Um, but it was fun experience. The crowd was amazing. Uh, we definitely played well, so it gave us some confidence going into that game.
1: Definitely help you as a striker work on the defensive side of your game. Yeah, definitely, (laughs) definitely, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, they were
2: just pinging the ball around us left and right, and we were kind of just chasing it for a while. But we definitely had our moments, Uh, played them pretty well at times. But, you know, it was just a fun experience.
1: Yeah. So then first ever victory this season at Hope,
2: how how cool
1: was that to be a part of, you know, huge – Huge moment for you guys. First program win there. Like, just walk us through, walk us through that game. I feel like that's going to be a big turning point in your season.
2: Yeah, that was uh, a very big game in our season. Uh, You know, obviously we never beat them before. So, you know, every year we go in wanting to beat them. um, And that's just kind of the way we go about the game. We always know they're going to be a tough team. Very good. They like to possess the ball. So uh, we knew that we were going to be defending. But, you know, if we could get our possession and counterattacks up, uh, we'd definitely be able to come out with a win. And that's what we did. Uh, we had some decent possession, um, and then we got one counterattack that ended up deciding the game for us.
1: Yeah, so that's that's good. And then, obviously, you guys' record was 500 in the end, I believe. Um, so talk about your strength of schedule. You know, I think looking at your guys' schedule before the season started, it looked like looked like it was going to be pretty tough. And, I mean, I feel like you guys obviously started slow, but then that, that little heater you got going on definitely turned, turned the tide for you.
2: Yeah, definitely. I mean, the goal of the season was to have a high strength of schedule so that we could be prepared for conference. I think that's exactly what happened. Uh, We started out the season uh, with a couple of ties and losses, uh, ended up getting our first win, and then um, we definitely wanted to keep that going for a while. Um, So yeah, we definitely had a pretty hard schedule this year. Uh, We played a lot of top 25 ranked teams. That was kind of the goal was hopefully get ranked top 25 at the beginning, uh, but playing some of those tough teams, you never really know what's going to happen. I think we battled pretty hard, uh, but at the end of the day, uh, we couldn't come out with a win, but it was definitely uh, good for us going into conference.
0: So can you walk us through, what would you say was the turning point between Kalamazoo and Olivet?
2: Yeah, definitely. Um, I think kind of going from the beginning of the season with uh, our strength of schedule, uh, we knew that we wanted to play Uh, top 25 ranked team so that when we did go into conference uh, we would have a little bit of an easier path and we'd kind of be prepared for those games Um, so kind of after we played Calvin and lost our first conference game uh, we went to Kalamazoo with some high hopes hoping we'd get a dub at that one ended up tying and then you know we kind of had to switch our mentality to you know we have to win at this point It's either win out or kind of go home we don't make it to the playoffs so uh, that was kind of the goal at that point we really wanted to win So we could make the playoffs and we ended up finishing second at the end of the season. So uh, we definitely turned it around at that point and then came out and beat Olivet three to two. Yeah. So obviously
1: you're a senior. This is your is your last year, uh, broke all kinds of scoring records. Um, How would you summarize your your career at Trine and your your four years
2: here? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it started off with COVID at first. So, you know, we didn't really have a season. We played like eight games, I think. Uh, So that was a very interesting start to my career. But uh, it was super fun experience. Uh, a lot of the overnight trips, just kind of hanging out with the team. Uh, you know, winning a conference tournament for the first time ever my sophomore year that was amazing. Uh, just being able to play with the team, you know, have a good time, and you know, continue my collegiate career was super fun.
1: How, so how did you how did you hear about trying at first? How did how did the recruiting process go for you?
2: Yeah, definitely. I mean, my brother is two years older than me, so I found out through him, uh, and then it ended up being that. The coach found out about me through him, came and talked to me. and was like, you know, we'll give you an offer if you want to come. And I was kind of looking at some schools, little bigger schools. Um, but, you know, I didn't really want something too big. I wanted something smaller. So I ended up coming here uh, instead of Huntington University, which was my second choice.
1: Nice. And then so what's your what's your plans for next year? Have you got anything lined up or how is how is that looking for you?
2: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I always want to play soccer. So, you know, my thoughts are kind of going into coaching. I want to, you know, carry on playing soccer. So uh, as much as I can do to help with that would, you know, kind of be my future path. But um, at the moment, I'm kind of hoping to find a job and then pick up coaching at some point in the future.
1: That's awesome. That's everything for me. Shane, you got anything to add?
0: Yeah, I got nothing. Thanks for coming on.
1: Thank you. Thanks for We'd like to thank Tyler for taking the time out of his day to join us and discuss their season. Uh, next week, we'll be joined by Blair Wright of the women's soccer team to summarize their season. We look forward to being joined by her and discussing their season so far, and just like to wish everybody the best of luck this week. Hopefully, a lot of thunder victories to be discussed. And yeah, season.
0: Yeah, make sure you spread the word. Spread it on social media. Talk to your friends. Uh, if you have any ideas, reach out to your team's SAC representatives or reach out to myself and Kyle. Or if you see us around campus, don't be afraid to say hi. Um, you know, if this gets a little bit of traction, maybe the athletic department will let us keep doing it. Uh, it's a lot of fun, but You know, it's also to try and get a little bit more connectivity between teams on campus and get some more people out to the game. So, you know, we really hope that you guys like it and are willing to help us spread the word. Thanks, guys. Have a good one.